Welcome to Solicited Advice with Jacqueline Gorman, a parenting podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Solicited Advice with Jacqueline Gorman. I'm your host, Jacqueline Gorman, and today I will be sharing the second of my five mindsets, uh, my five truths that I hold tight to. Uh, I have a tight grip on these. Um, day in and day out to help me stay engaged and on track as a conscious parent. Um, And this one in particular, I feel like I say I have a tight grip because I have to come back to it over and over and over again. And I have to remind myself of this over and over and over again, because it is in stark contrast to how um, how I was raised to believe about um, the adult child relationship, not just in my own home, but just like the messages I received from other adults and kind of Um, the hierarchy between children. And the mindset, uh, before I go too far into it, the mindset, the truth is my boundary, my responsibility. Um, Meaning if I set a boundary for myself, it is my responsibility to ensure that that boundary is held and not the responsibility of the other person um, to honor it. Now, to be clear, and before we go too far in, because I often get feedback from parents or pushback or questions or wide eyes from parents when I say this, That's not to say we don't want to be in relationships with people that will honor our boundaries. That's not to say we don't want to teach our children to respect the boundaries of other people. But when it comes down to it, a boundary is something I'm setting for myself. And it exists whether or not you like it or want it um, or um, are willing to honor it, right? Like I am saying that this is what I will or will not allow and I am taking responsibility for it and making sure that it that the boundary stands regardless of the wants and needs of the other person. And today I'm going to really talk about what I mean by that in practice and what that means in parenting, um, because I think if we can do this and we can do it well, not only do we um, create homes that have really clear boundaries, which are um, ultimately one way to help children and people in general feel more secure, right? If I know what it what is expected of me, if I know what's okay, if I know where the line is, right, I can more easily engage with you because I know what not to do. Um, But it's also an important and powerful gift to give our children to be able to learn how and feel empowered to set and hold boundaries for themselves, both as children, like now while they're kids, but also in the future. I don't know about you guys, but on social media, I feel like I see more and more posts about how so many of us are unable to set boundaries in romantic relationships, in friendships, in, in the workplace, right? Um, and I think of a lot of it comes from this, that as children, um, we were made to believe that um, we had to comply with what other people were asking of us and that it was our responsibility to do that. Um, and we never really learned On the flip side of that, then, like, how can I be responsible for my own feelings of safety? How can I be empowered to take control and decide, like, what am I willing to and not willing to accept um, without having to um, become violent, without having to become um, mean or divisive, right? Like, how can I set and hold boundaries in ways that are respectful and peaceful, uh, but nevertheless still stand firm in what I want or need for myself? 
Um, and I think another quick distinction to make at the beginning of the podcast, because or the beginning of this episode, because I the the mindset that I share and will share more about is my boundary, my responsibility. But this concept for me really applies to setting limits for our children as well. Um, and boundaries and limits are not the same. So let me give a quick explanation of how I use those two words and how I'm what I mean by them as I share them in this episode. Um, and then I'm going to dive into um, why this matters and how we do it. So for me, uh, my definition of a boundary, right, is a, is it's something I set for myself, something I set um, to ensure that my time, my physical space, my energy is used in the ways that I believe are best. So boundaries are for me. Okay, I might set boundaries around who can touch me, where you can touch me, when you can touch me. I might set boundaries around my time. When am I willing to do this activity and when am I not willing to do this activity or for how long, right? So like those are boundaries I set for myself. Limits are closer in line to what you think of when you think of rules, um, expectations. You can be on the TV for two hours, right? So I set limits for my children. Um, I set limits... I also set limits for myself, right? Like I'm only going to eat half this bag of chips instead of the whole thing, right? A limit is something that I'm setting in this case though for for my children so that they can learn how to exist in this world safely and, and to be healthy um, in the ways that I believe as their parent are best. And limits are important for us to teach our children. Um, it's, it's part of our role as parents. Um, but tonight the distinction we're going to talk about is whose responsibility is it to follow through on those limits. Um, so again, boundaries I set for myself. This is what mommy is okay with. This is what mommy is willing to do. This is where mommy is willing to go or not go. This is, um, what mommy is willing to allow you to do to me and what I'm not willing to allow you to do to me. Limits are things like, um, limits and expectations. I'm going to use them interchangeably and in like requests that you make of your children because limit to me always sounds like a negative, right? Like you can't have more of something, but sometimes it's like I'm asking you to do something. Um, and so limits and expectations, I also might use interchangeably. Um, and so those are things, yeah, like this is what's for dinner and I'm not making anything else or um, it's time to clean your room or stop jumping off the, on the couch. These are the things that we are asking our children to do, but it's for their ability to engage inside of our homes inside of the community that we live in, right? Um, in the ways that we think are best. And I really like to think of limits as like the um, bumpers in a bowling alley, right? I set limits for my children um, to stop them from going in the gutter, essentially, right? Um, they may not always hit a strike, right? They may not always do exactly what I want them to do in the way that I pictured it, but I'm giving them kind of their parameters that I'm saying on the other side of the gut, on the other side of the bumper in the gutter, that is a no-go right? And there are consequences for that. But between these two gutters, between these two limits, you have a lot of um, choice, you have a voice, you get to you get to experiment, right? Between these two things. Um, but yeah, if you pass, if you if you go on the other side of the bumper, right, then there's a consequence. Um, and consequences will come in another episode. But tonight, as I talk about limits, I just want you to kind of have that in your mind, that limits don't have to be punitive. Limits aren't, aren't punishment. It's me simply letting you know and helping you, helping guide you towards what I think as your parent 
um, or the grown-up who is responsible for you, what I believe is best based on, and this is important, based on my values, our family values, right, which I'm hoping um, and I, I trust and believe that over time my children will also adopt for themselves, okay? And so we operate from a place of setting limits, not willy-nilly, we don't pull the limits out of the air, um, because we, because we quote unquote say so. No, we set the limits intentionally based on what we believe is best for our children. And we try to root that in our values. Um, okay. So let's dive in and I'm going to start with a story. And honestly, I went back and forth on like what to share. Um, and then of course my daughter this morning was, um, trying me, um, and really pushing me to live this truth um, and to put my money where my mouth was um, this morning as I was preparing to record this episode. So, um, you know, I can count on my kids always. I will never run out of content for a podcast because my kids, right? Um, so this morning, we were off to a great start. We we're eating breakfast. My daughter and I, my son was upstairs doing whatever he wanted. Um, not following the directions that I was giving him, but I wasn't upset about it because it was it was it was a non-issue, right? It, it wasn't a it wasn't a violation of our family values. Um, so my daughter and I were eating breakfast, just the two of us. Then breakfast ended, and I asked her to clear her plate, um, which in this at this stage, right? She's four, almost five. Clearing her plate simply means knocking the food that she didn't eat into the trash can and putting her plate in the sink. And I asked her to do that. And then she responded with, I need a napkin to wipe my face. And I said, okay, you clear your plate and I'll get you a napkin. All of a sudden she bursts out into tears. I don't want to clear my plate. Um, and I'm doing you all a favor by not totally mimicking what she sounded like. It was much more annoying than that. Um, but she's like, starts on, I don't want to clear my plate, starts crying, screaming. Um, and here I am holding this napkin that I just gave her, like, what is going on? So I give her the napkin. It was a paper towel that I had I had wet because she had yogurt on her face. I give her the napkin and she starts up again. She ramps it up. I didn't want the napkin to be wet. And here I am like, I don't I don't understand. Um, here's the napkin you asked for. And I, I actually said this part out loud. Um, and in retrospect, I probably should have just kept my mouth shut. But I'm like, this is the napkin you asked for. I don't know. If you didn't want it to be wet, I'm sorry. I didn't know you didn't want it to be wet but you have yogurt on your face. And the only way to get that off is to use a wet paper towel. Cause if you use a dry paper towel, it's not gonna go anywhere, right? So then she's screaming, she runs downstairs. She's calling for her dad who was in the shower. So I'm like, he can't even come to you. Um, and this goes on for maybe five or six minutes. Uh, meanwhile, I'm standing upstairs doing my best to regulate myself. I turned on some music that we both like. Uh, my son had come downstairs at this point too. So he and I are dancing in the kitchen and my daughter is downstairs wailing. And I imagine if, you know, you were a fly on the wall or if someone was videotaping my family, right? You would be looking at this like, this is chaos. But for me, this is where this, um, the meeting of these two things is, right? One is my own emotional regulation, but then also it's my boundary, my responsibility. So she does not have to like, and I was okay with her being upset about clearing her plate. So she's downstairs dealing with her emotions. She's entitled to that. And in order to allow her to feel those feelings, I have to do my own work so that I don't um, 
snap on her so I don't check her and remind her whose house it is and how grateful she should be that I made her breakfast at all, right? Because these are the these are the first thoughts and the first um, feelings that are coming up for me as she's having a fit downstairs because I asked her to clear her plate. Um, I have to get my own self together so that I can remind myself of this. And this is what I want you all to take away when you think about this idea that it's your boundary, your limit, your expectation, so it's your responsibility. My daughter could not care less about clearing her plate. She does not give two craps about a clean kitchen, about respecting her home, about any of that, because she's four. So why would she, right? Her priorities, her values, her her desires lie in the children's realm, which is playing, singing songs, dancing, drawing pictures of unicorns. Like these are the things she cares about and rightfully so. As the adult, as the parent, as the homeowner, as the mom who is looking at a dish full, or a sink full of dishes, my priority is getting that dish from the table into the sink. My priority is also, my, my value is also raising a child who wants to be helpful, raising a child who understands um, my, the value of someone's energy to help prepare a meal for you. A child who will grow up and one day have their own home and be able to pick up after themselves, right? Those are my my focus. Her focus is not there. Our, our interests are not aligned, right? And it makes sense that they are not. And so I have to accept that and recognize that in order for me to accomplish my goal, my request, my want, right? Which big picture is also to her benefit, but right now she doesn't get that. In order to accomplish that, I have to take responsibility for that, okay? So I'm, I, I'm having all of these thoughts. I'm regulating myself, singing along to a song both my daughter and I enjoy, and eventually she comes back up the stairs, right? And for some of you listening, you might be wondering about how we got from point A to point B. Um, and as you continue listening and coming back to this podcast, remember to hit subscribe and follow wherever you listen, right? Um, I will get into that nitty gritty because it's not as easy as I'm describing it now, but we only got 30 minutes, right? Um, so we get from point A to point B as far as emotional regulation goes. And she comes back upstairs. And I have checked myself and reminded myself all of these things I just shared with you that it is my responsibility to teach her and help her understand over time why what I'm asking of her is worthwhile. And accept that she innately does not have the same desires that I do. And that that misalignment is not a negative reflection of her. Is not her being um, selfish. Is not her being lazy. Is not her being fill in the blank with whatever negative label we associate with a child who says no to something we want them to do. Okay? I had to accept that. And then from there, she came back upstairs, like I said. I wrapped my arms around her. She's... um, She's receptive to it because of the music that I had listened to, right? And and had kind of let her know, like, we're in it together. I wrapped my arms around her from behind, and I was swaying her back and forth. And I said, you really don't want to clean up your dish. You don't want to put it in the sink. I get it. And I'm asking you to do it anyway. And I appreciate you doing it anyway. Because, and I explained to her the reasons, right? Because one day you're going to have your own home. And you don't want your home to be filthy 
because then you get ants and rats and I'm making it like kid friendly, right? I'm using silly voices and randomly we had talked about rats early in the morning. So I was able to make that connection, but you don't want little creatures running around your house because you left food all over the place. I also know you care about mommy and you know that mommy and daddy have other work to do around the house. And so we have jobs around the house and you have jobs around the house because you're part of this family and you're almost five. And so our jobs change. Willie gets his cup into the sink in the morning. You're able to clear your plate and your cup because that's how we participate as a family, right? Which connects it to our values, right? Um, and so I'm communicating to her the why behind it, but I'm also meeting her where she is at developmentally because if I just sit her down and give her a lecture and point my fingers in her face and say, well, you need to do this because she, again, doesn't give a crap. But I'm using silly voices and I'm talking about ants and rats and, and pretending to chew on her little hands, right? And then I took her hands in my hands and I pretended to be a robot and I said, let's go clear our plate. And we walked over to the plate, we picked it up and she carried it to the trash. I mean, yes, to the trash and then to the sink, right? And so it's in this that I am still holding the expectation. The limit didn't change. Girlfriend cleared her plate. I had to help her this time, right? Many days I ask her to clear her plate and she does it with, with, with joy. She grabs her plate and she has a sense of pride in being able to help out around the house. For whatever reason this morning, it wasn't happening. And so I have two choices in that moment, right? I can shame her. I can guilt her. I can tell her, well, you don't care about our house and all these other things and you're selfish or um, don't you see, don't you care about how much work mommy has to do? I could put all of that onto her, but that's really my own stuff, Right my beliefs, my wants, my desires, I could put that on her and make her feel bad about it, or I can join her and teach her why what she's doing matters and hold the limit. She still got it done, right? And tomorrow, I'm gonna ask her to do it again. And she may go with it or she may not. But at the end of the day, it is up to me. It is my responsibility. If it's important enough to me that she clear the dish, then it is up to me to help make sure she clears the dish. Now, I don't want you to hear this and think that means you need to be engaging in power struggles left and right with your kids to make sure they do every single thing that you've asked them to do. Because on top of following through, or like the caveat is, you need to be really clear about the short list of limits and expectations that you have for your kids, okay? I am able to sweat this little moment and really engage and follow through because I don't ask too much of her as a four-year-old. Okay, her being expected to put one dish in the sink after that, she's done. And then she just gets to go about her life. Right. And go get dressed and go to school and play and have fun. Because as a four year old, that's where her energy belongs developmentally. As she gets older. Right. The responsibilities that she's going to have in our home may increase. But I'm going to be really thoughtful about what are the things that are important enough to me. To make sure. That I follow through on. Because if you have too long of a list and you're expecting your kid to help out around the house, or if you're expecting your kid to keep their room perfectly neat all the time, or if you're expecting your kid to, your younger kids, right, to brush their teeth, put on their pajamas, um, do all of these things, right, independently um, or with help. But if, you're, if you have a long list of requirements for them, then you have a long list of things that you are now responsible for following through on. And chances are you're going to run out of energy. You're going to find that you actually don't care, but now I said it, so I have to follow through, right? And then you become inconsistent and your word means nothing. 
So I urge you, as you hear me saying your boundary, your limit, your expectation as the parent, then it's your responsibility. I also want you to hear that you should be really thoughtful and pare down your list of expectations, not to lower the bar, but to be realistic because they're kids, right? And they are learning and they're only going to be able to learn things through consistency. So right now, like I said, for my daughter, it's clearing her, her plate. That's something we ask. I don't even ask her to do it every day. Um, at every meal. Sometimes I forget, right? Um, which is fine because sometimes my husband forgets to clear his plate, right? And I'll clear it for him or vice versa. Um, so it's not about her every single time. She must clear her plate from the table or else. But more often than not, yeah, I'm going to ask her to clear her plate. As she gets older, the responsibility is going to change or increase to something else. I told her to this morning, you know, one day you might wash the dishes, but today as a four-year-old, your only job is to get it into the sink. And I know you can handle that, right? And then we moved on. And so we use this belief, we hold on to this both in those moments where we're asking our child to do something, but also when we're setting a limit, when the answer is a hard no. Another example I share with this is around my son and hitting. And for whatever reason, parents um, often goes to things like, well, what about when my kid hits? Or what about when my kid runs into the street? And I saw... Um, recently on Instagram, this great reminder about instead of going to what you don't want your kid to do, think about what you want them to learn in this moment. And so I'm going to share another quick example around hitting and how you make it your responsibility if you're going to set the limit that your child cannot hit, okay? You can't just speak it into the universe and expect your child to follow through. Because again, developmentally, um, that's not appropriate, especially for young children. But even as our kids get older, the limits may change, but we still have to think about the fact that we have to teach them, right, the value of that limit and the why behind that limit is in place and what to do instead of the thing we're saying no to. So my son is really, um, he's one years old and he's really physical. He leads with his physical body. He has a lot of physical energy. Um, he likes to punch stuff. He likes to square up. He likes to growl um, and he likes to hit. Um, and he is a very sweet kid. I don't believe he does it with a malicious bone in his body. Um, but his go-to when he's frustrated or when he's feeling playful is to tackle somebody. And so we have this plastic sword that my daughter got, um, as part of a Halloween costume a few years ago. And she, or he will get it sometimes and he will attack. He raises it up over his head and he'll run at you. And this happens anytime he finds a sword. And my daughter, um... If you follow me on Instagram or if you know me personally, my daughter is very sensitive. Um, she will cry at the drop of a hat. So when he comes at her with the sword, before he's even touched her, she's already crying and saying, no, don't, 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 which is fine. She's entitled to that, right? And I'm working with her to set her own boundaries and to say, you know, I'm not going to let you hit my body. But the reality is he's like kind of strong, maybe even stronger than she is at this point, right? And so sometimes she can't get away fast enough. And so it's my responsibility as the adult who has set the limits that we do not hit in this house that I'm not going to allow you to hit your sister. I then have to stand up from where I'm sitting and move into the room and make sure he does not hit right with this sword. So that can look a few different ways. The first and the most immediate way, especially if he's already got it raised in the air is that I physically put my body in a place where he, to block his blows or grab the end of the sword and say, I'm not going to let you hit your sister. But then I take it a step further and tell him what he can hit. You can hit the couch. You can hit that stuffy over there. Sometimes his dad is downstairs and he's down to get hit with the sword. Great. You can hit your dad, but you may not hit your sister. And I will not let you. 
if I just, and so many, and this is for hitting, this is for asking your kid to turn the TV off, this is for asking them to clean their room, whatever it is, so many of us just say the expectation, and then when our kids don't do it, we're like, well, they're so this, they don't listen, they never follow my directions, they're so disrespectful, they're so lazy, they're so whatever, right? We put it on them. But it's us that ask them to do it or to not do it, right? Why would they not want to do it? Why wouldn't my son want to hit his sister? He doesn't understand, right, the consequences. He doesn't understand the pain. For him, if I hit him with that sword, he will laugh. So to him, he doesn't really get that it makes her cry. He's getting there, right? But he doesn't have that innately. He's not a bad kid for hitting her anyway. I am the adult and it is my responsibility to stop him from hitting her if that is the boundary that she is setting for herself, right? And so whether, again, whether it's a chore, whether it's screen time, if you're telling your child that time is up, then you need to be in the room facilitating the tablet going away, the screen turning off, whatever that looks like, and then being supportive to help them transition to the next thing, whether that's going outside to play, starting their homework, coming downstairs for dinner, whatever it is, you need to be involved in that process of making that thing that you want, that thing that you want them to learn to value, you need to model that by being engaged and helping them learn the value of it, okay? Some parents will tell me, well, Jacqueline, that's so much work. Or shouldn't they know by now, right? Or, um... I've had them clean up their room a hundred times and still every time I go in there and after they've said they've cleaned it, it's still not clean. And it takes so much time, right? I don't have time to go in there every single time. Well, here's the truth and here's the reality. So many of us, myself included, feel like we don't have time for the thing. This is how I feel every morning when I'm trying to get out the door and we're running late, right? Is it feels like, well, I don't have time to sit down and help my kid tie their shoes or help her look for her shoes. I should be able to just tell her to go find her shoes. And when I see her the next time, she should have them on her feet. Great. Keep on keeping on with that belief if you want to. But for me, I have found that I actually end up spending just as much time, if not more time, holding tight to this expectation that she comply with what I've asked for than if I were to just support her and getting on board with my expectations, right? If you feel like, Leaving the house is such a challenge because your kids don't do the things you're expecting them to do and on their own, like independently, and then you end up leaving the house late anyway. What would have happened if you had just joined them and supported them and getting it done? And I'm talking blanket statements, right? Sometimes it's going to be a chaotic thing. Sometimes you're going to be late, right? Sometimes the wheels are going to fall off because they're several different people with lots of different emotions and lots of different priorities and agendas, right? in a family. And so sometimes everything doesn't jive and it's still not going to go well. But where we can be engaged in the process instead of being hands off and expecting our kids to just want to go with the flow because they lo love us, we should. Because it is more peaceful for them, right? And helps them learn how to follow through on the expectation. And it also allows you to show them that like this is so important that I'm going to be a part of it, right? If it's not that important to you, then maybe let it go, right? I use a, the clean room example all the time. My room is a mess. So how, how how hypocritical would it be of me and really a waste of time of me 
to harp on my kids about cleaning their room. Do we do it? Sure. More often than not, though, I'm doing it with my daughter. I'm breaking it down for her step by step. First, we're going to put the clothes away. Next, we're going to put all the toys back in the toy box, right? It's never a go in your room and clean up. And then I come back and expect it to be done because I know it's not going to be done, first of all. And second of all, for me, I just really don't care. And if I send her to do it on her own and I expect her to follow through on it, now I have to make sure she follows through, right? So I try to only set limits and expectations about things that actually matter to me. Now, the mindset, right, is my boundary, my responsibility. It's where I started with. And I want to also name the ways that we can set boundaries for ourselves as parents. I think that it's appropriate for us to set boundaries and important for us to set boundaries for ourselves. So again, this is setting boundaries on our time, our space, um, and what we are willing and not willing to do. I'll give is around, um, uh, is for myself, is around my, my energy and my time that I have for certain activities that my kids want to do. Uh, my daughter loves to do crafts. I mentioned she loves to draw unicorns. Um, she loves all things arts and crafts. Um, and so if it were up to her, we would do a, a craft every single night when we got home, right? Um, from school, we would do crafts all day on the weekend. Every time she sees her grandmother, she's like, are we going to do a craft? Like she lives for a craft. Um, I, you know, I have a little bit of craftiness in me, uh, but I don't enjoy crafts. They do not bring me joy. Um, and so sometimes when she asks me, if I will do a craft, the answer is no. And I don't feel bad about that. I feel fine. It's a hard no sometimes. And I think that's okay as a parent. Because sometimes I also have to be thought of, thoughtful of my own energy. Um, and also be thoughtful about like what I'm willing to do. And I also sometimes feel like I have to say no. Because if I say yes and I engage with this before I'm ready to, it is just going to lead to problems because I'm stressed out and now I'm going to micromanage every single thing you do. And so I cannot be involved um, until I'm in a, in a different headspace, right? And so setting a boundary around that might sound like this. My daughter might say, you know, mommy, I want to do this craft and maybe it involves glitter, um, which eh, who wants to do that? But that's fine. I might tell her, you know what, especially if like, let's say I'm not in the right headspace and we just got home from running errands and I don't feel like doing the craft right then. I might say, you know what, Mommy's not willing to do the craft right now, but in 45 minutes, um, after I've had a chance to eat a snack, to sit down for a bit, um, I will be willing to do that craft with you. So your choices are, so this is again where we offer alternatives, just like I do with the limits with my son and the sword, right? You can either wait 30 minutes until I'm in a better space, and then you can do the craft with the glitter. You can start doing a craft right this minute, but you may not use glitter, right? You can use scissors, you can use paper, you can use glue, but no glitter without a grown-up. That's a limit that we have in the house, right? So you can do that right away. Third option, you can get started on the glitter craft, right? And save the glitter part for 30 minutes from now. Up to you what you want to do, but I will not be involved for 30 minutes, period, right? That's not going to change. Then she might cry, scream, yell, whatever um, about that. She might be really disappointed, but I'm not going to change my needs, right, um, simply because she's disappointed. She's entitled to be disappointed. You're allowed to be sad, right? I'm also allowed to say, like, I need a minute before I want to deal with glitter. Um, and this will be the last thing I kind of touch on today. I think this is so important because, again, as I shared at the beginning, in this process, we are teaching our children 
how to also set boundaries for themselves so that in their friendships, right, in their relationships, when they someday have a job, they feel more comfortable and more empowered and have played with how to set a firm boundary and hold it even when the other person doesn't like it. But they will also understand the value of surrounding themselves with people that do care about their boundaries, right? Um, and I won't go into this today, but long term, right? As my kids get older and they set boundaries, this happens with my daughter too. She'll tell me like, I need space when she's having a tender, temper tantrum. So I give her space. Or if my kids say, put me down, I put them down, okay? I want them to understand and to and to experience that I set as the adult, I set boundaries for myself and I want to be surrounded by people that that respect and honor my boundaries. And you too should be able to surround yourself and expect from people that care about you that they will honor your boundaries. And you will encounter people who for whatever reason don't give two craps about your boundaries. And when you encounter those people, you need to be willing and able to hold your boundary anyway and get up and leave the room or end the conversation or find a new friend or have a difficult conversation, right? Like whatever that looks for, like for them, I want my kids to know that those things are not only okay to do, but healthy and productive for them, right? And the only way, not the only way, but I think the best way that I can teach that to them as parent, as a parent is to live that in front of them and to honor that for them and to have that expectation of them as or model that expectation for them. And so this mindset of my boundary, my responsibility is, is simple, but it's deep and it's challenging. And it's something, again, if I'm completely honest, I have to come back to over and over and over again, because the innate teaching in me is that if I tell my child to do something, if I tell a child to do something, then they should do it simply because I asked. And this mindset flips that on their on its head and says instead, I have boundaries, I have expectations, I have skills I want my child to learn. And it is my responsibility as the adult to support my child in meeting those expectations, in honoring those boundaries and following those limits. And that if I am able to embody that, if I'm able to live that, if I'm able to practice that, I set us all up for a more peaceful and respectful interaction when inevitably what I want, when what I want and what my child wants are not well aligned, right? Um, I create a space where I no longer am expecting my children to do things um, for me just because, right? They're, they're like less than me or just because I'm in power. But I recognize and, and flatten this hierarchy and say, listen, this is what needs to happen because I have the, the, the life wisdom to know that this needs to happen, but I'm in it with you, which then invites cooperation and establishes mutual respect and honors the like small human beings that our children are, because that's what they are. They are small people too, right? They're not just children placed on earth to do our bidding. 
They are human beings with their own wants and desires, and they are worthy of having those things honored. But we also have the responsibility as adults to to guide them and support them and protect them as well, right? And so we practice this mindset and we come back to over and over again, my boundary, my responsibility. Thank you for listening to this episode of Solicited Advice with Jacqueline Gorman. If you enjoyed today's episode, hit subscribe and leave us a review. If you have parenting challenges or parenting questions you would like me to address on upcoming episodes of the podcast, you can send us a message on Instagram at solicitedadvicepod or send us an email at asksolicitedadvicepod at gmail.com.